Oh, Fanfar, Lord of Flames, appear before me in a burst of brimstone. <sighs> what do you want? Fanfar. What? I think you need to get new headphones. Get it over with quickly. Try to fold the laundry. I, you could make folding laundry go a lot better if you got some tweaked audio earbuds. Really? Yes, you could. And all you have to do, your endless fire man-ishness, is go to tweakedaudio.com and use the discount code GEEKBOX, which gives you 33% off any purchase. You want to hear about the different kinds of earbuds? Will it change my white towels from pink to white again? I... I put a red sock in the whites. No, but there is. You could have. You could have uh, pink ear, earbuds. They've got seven really? styles. Yeah, they've got tweaked PB California parkour parkour two classic. And Why would you name an earbud after a cool street dance? I, I I don't know. Maybe if you're listening to fun. Who does that? Break, break dancing music or something. But you you have seven colors: red, blue, green, yellow. Black, pink, black, silver, and and wood, which isn't a color, but it's a material, which is flammable, so you maybe shouldn't get that one. Oh, my ears are burning at these potential values. That was a really corny thing to say, Fanfar. Please forgive me for speaking to you in such a way. If message. you hand me a single popcorn, unpopped, it will explode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a that's a weird thing to say, Fanfar. Um, just go to Twitter. Tell me about this. <laughs> well, that's really weird. Anyway, like I said, go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code Geekbox for thirty three percent off your purchase. You get some nice tangle free headphones, you know, for your iPod, your iPhone, Android devices, MP three players. You know, it's not tangle free. You know, to put to not your laundry. Fanfar's flammable pubic hair. I. She's like a weird briar patch. I don't even, Fanfar, I, I yes. Go, go, go back in the laundry room. Fine. Clothes aren't gonna fold themselves. You nasty man. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Button. My name is Anthony Gallegos. Joining me, as always, is Brian Altano. As in Scott Bromley. There's no Ryan Scott. I don't know. But there is Max Scoville. Sometimes you just gotta whip it out, slap it down, whisk it around, give it a good push, and keep on and moving. <laughs> that's what we do here on this fucking show sometimes. That was a whole workout tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're really, really lazy. God. I feel like, uh, just thinking about that, working out briefly, Brian, mm-hmm. I feel like you went to Europe and you came back skinnier, and I feel like that's not the way it's supposed I to don't work. Under- I've heard that like seven times today, and I really don't understand how that's possible, because I, I think I ate more food than I've ever eaten in my entire life. Yeah, but you're also walking, what, like 10 miles a day or something? Yeah. yeah. The other thing is, like, do you the food you eat there is actually, it's it's like actual food. It's like not made from preservatives yeah. and wholesome. Yeah, I, liked your, I liked your Twitter feed while you were gone, because it was just like, Brian Altano's desktop wallpaper tour 2015. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yes, I, I, I made a point to to kind of just be like, hey, you know what? I love taking pictures of shit. Like, and I don't. You turned into Tony, your friend Tony. Well, I, like, I don't get to do that here because <laughs> San Francisco's full of garbage. No, like, I mean, we we live in a really beautiful city. Like, I think we, I think we do, right? Uh, it's kind of like, like the, the fact that I said we live in a really beautiful city, and none of you guys were like, "Yeah, totally." No, there's some really there's some beautiful. No, there's stuff. Some, yeah, there's, it's like it's like my girlfriend the other day was like, oh, "I want to work at Disneyland," and I was like. No, you don't. Because at some point, all the fireworks every night, you wouldn't even care. 
You'd yep. just be like, yeah. there's the fucking fireworks again. Well, that was, that was weird when we were in Anaheim and it was like nine, the nine o'clock on the dot, you knew the fireworks were. Well, when I, when I had a plaid, uh, in Disneyland who took us to the front of the line of everything, um, I asked her, I said, look, on the real, like, you're just kind of going through the motions right now. She right. said, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you get, I think you get that way with, with anything, with like, I mean, yeah, anything you're around all the time can lose its magic. You, I mean, there are, yeah, there are, four, tolerance, there are four people in this room with uh, ostensible dream jobs, and you still have to wake up and go to them. You yeah. know? Like you still have to. You, yeah. Yeah, he's yawning right now. So I know. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking another hard day at the old Star Wars. What, what have you guys been? I have. Well, well, I want to know what the worst part of Europe was. The worst part. Uh, Nobody I, speaks American, damn it. Everyone God, speaks American, Europe, probably. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I think. Honestly, it's it's the Americans. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anthony. Like when you were saying that, Anthony looked over to me like he was telling sorry, me a secret. Pizza but he was, was really burping, he was really oh. just burping. The and pizza blowing. we ate was burping, or your body was. The pizza was burpy. This was what I tried to say. Can we talk about that Wait, before we go into your yeah? European no, sure. Let's, let's, How Anthony has just a he shaved and he's just been. It was an accident. He's mm-hmm. clean shaven, but he's turned into Ryan Scott. I put the beard trimmer on wrong. Yeah. And then I shaved and it put two divots right under my nostrils all the way to the skin. It's like a reverse Mexican Hitler? Yes, and I, and I yelled, I yelled for my girlfriend, I went, hey, babe. Reverse Mexican she, Hitler is actually a really complicated skateboard move. And, and then she, <laughs> she came in and I shaved off the mustache and then she was like, ah, oh, the rest of it looks so bad. And we had to go to a wedding. But furthermore, then you came in here and we gave you pizza and dun, dun, we dun, were dun, all sitting dun, in dun, here dun, and you dun. walked into Scott's. <laughs> Uh, kitchen, and all I heard was a door opening, and then what sounded like somebody emptying a watermelon out of the floor. <laughs> like it, sounded, it sounded like you dropped a really heavy bucket of water. It sounded like the water breaking in cone heads. Like it's just like. <laughs> yeah, I was really happy though with myself because in that moment there were two ways like that could have went. Yeah, could have just walked like, out of the, walk- walked out of the room and said nothing like Ryan Scott would have done, or I could have walked back in this room and killed everyone, or just but instead I just laughed. <laughs> Because it was funny. Well, yeah, I, I'm just saying rage. Like people would rage out about that. Like get really mad at themselves. I thought it was funny. We're close friends. I've known you for a long time. I feel like you get the urge to murder. I don't. A though. Lot. I just like to say it because I think really? it's funny. I think there's always there's like a thing. It's kind of I'm with I'm with you there, but I don't usually. I, 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 I'm with I'm with I'm with Brian. Yeah. Where I think Anthony's testing the waters to see if we think it's cool, so right. he can explain and, how. And this is somebody who looks and talks like this is coming from somebody who looks and talks like he has the urge to murder, but I actually don't. I think pe- life is great, but I also uh, say a lot that people are terrible and should die. Sure, I get plenty. Yeah, that's what I mean. I get plenty of morbid thoughts like that. Like someone cuts me off on the highway, and I'm like, I fucking hope you have like five minutes of yeah. painful death in front yeah. of your children right like something like that comes to mind yeah it's making it so personal you know yeah i just i just hope that some you know clerical error gets that person's like children taken away from them and they get put <laughs> to a better home you know? and that they're just driven to madness well I, without what, their children i feel like people die every day i just never get to see it <laughs> but yeah it, I, it's, it's mostly just thoughts and then i like to say i like like brian is and max and scott you're all really good at punchline type jokes and i'm not I just like to say the things that are make people uncomfortable, or see what I can say to make. You people think I'm good at punchline type jokes? Yeah, because I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, 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 I feel like I frequently will do that. Where there's there's some comedian who has a bit about that, where he's just like, 
He's like, you ever tell a st- you ever tell a story? Or no, no, fuck, God, not that. But he's like, he's like, you ever tell a story and you just, I, you just, you realize it's not going anywhere, so you just start fucking lying, and then you just get weirder with it. You just like kind of, yeah. And I fucking stab the guy. I forget who says that. Yeah, but, but, it's like, but I think uh, that you're you're quick. All three of you guys are quick on your feet. You know, you'll watch something and have something bounce in your head. That doesn't happen to me most of the time. You're a slow death, like a de- like a, like unless, a knife stab between the ribs. Unless it's just something yeah. that I think this. I could say this and see how they react. Probably Spe- won't be. Speaking great. of which, I don't think. Speaking time. of comedians, I don't think I ever told my famous comedian carrot top story. Oh fuck! No, no. Yes, go, go now. So, yes. So I, I mean, I just got back from my honeymoon, but before I went there, there was a lot of like prep work, and the the tough the thing that sucks about. Being an adult and going on vacation is that it's not like being a kid and going on vacation where just one day you're on vacation. It's like there's two weeks of working twice as hard to to make sure everything's okay before you go on vacation. And then there's a week of ketchup when you get back from vacation to make sure. So it's actually – it almost negates the vacation. We do like, use a lot of ketchup back here in the States. It's true. It's, it's fucked delicious. up. It's delicious. It makes our food taste less preserved. It's, it's, it's bizarre. France, they call it le cachon. Yeah. So they really don't. <laughs> so uh, I – I went to – there's a store in the city called Sports Basement, and it's an athletic goods <laughs> store, I think. I don't know. It's weird because – That's just, also a skateboarding Why move. did you go there? Well, because I wanted to get uh, like – sh- uh, like co- Comfortable <laughs> – uh, yeah, sports beret. <laughs> I wanted to get comfortable shoes to walk 10 miles a day in Europe because my entire plan was not oh, like – This was before you left though. Yeah, before I left. Okay. It was all prep work before I left because, you know, uh, when I – a lot of people take honeymoons and they go to like – they just go to like a beach and they sit there for the entire time. And that's fine. I, I'm just not really that kind of guy. Yeah, you were, you were prepping. I was all over the place. So I, I was like, you know, I'm going to go get really nice shoes. So I go to this place, sports basement, and it's 9 o'clock on a Friday night. And the regular crowd shuffles in. Yeah, like the, like it's just a weird no. Like no one really goes shopping for sporting, sporting equipment at nine o'clock. And like the people who go shopping for sporting good equipment are the yeah. people who are late for the rest of their trip. That's going to be in Tahoe that weekend, and they right. realize they don't have. That's anything. that's exactly the crowd. So keep in mind, I'm at the one. There's a couple of them around the city, but I'm at the one that's about a quarter of a mile from the base of the Bay Bridge. Yeah. So there's really nothing out there. Like there's nothing out there. It's it's dead quiet. And this is a place. It was turn. It was a supermarket that got turned into a sporting goods store, which is really fucking weird because there are still giant signs that say fruit and meat <laughs> written across. I don't know if you guys. That's where we, you guys that's where we keep all the strong guys and the yeah. And like the, there's a bunch of dudes bagels. clothes and underneath it says meat, and you're like, all right, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Over there, you got the yoga pants and cycling apparel. Over there, it's kettlebells, metal shit, yeah. protein powder. <laughs> And crossbows. Crossbows so, is a sport now. Deal with it, pussies. So we're in there, and all of a sudden, uh, the the door swings open. A guy with fucking just g- glistening muscles, rogue hair, just flies in on a bicycle, and hi y'all. <laughs> Fucking bizarre. Comes in on a bicycle like a hundred miles an hour, like he's just like getting chased. And his girlfriend or wife or somebody else, this like very beautiful blonde lady, uh, is trailing right behind him on a bike, on a bicycle. And they both hop off their off what, their bicycles. What kind of bicycles? I'm sorry, just to just uh, just road bikes. I I, I they're okay. No, they're not like not a BMX bike. Like to me, there there's like three types of bicycles. There's the there's regular bicycles. <laughs> there's the bikes that get stolen if you're rich, and then there's the ones with the really giant wheel that are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. I'm with so, you. So they're like they're just regular or like sporting bicycles, whatever. Right. Uh-huh. So apparently this place rents bicycles. So. <laughs> 
this guy and this girl come into the store and I'm just like, man, they're in a huff or don't even say it. I know you're going to make a huffy joke or some shit. So they go straight to the counter where they rent bicycles and they drop them off and then they turn around and this, the guy runs into this like secret room that like is for employees only. And I'm like, uh-huh. this is weird. And he spins back around. Uh, and my wife goes, is that fucking carrot top? <laughs> And I'm like, no, honey, it's like you have bad eyes or something. It's just a guy. That <laughs> you don't need enough carrots. Yeah. You, you don't need a carrot. Yeah. It's just, that's uh, just a guy. He's, why, why, this carrot top would not come in here on a, on an angry, angry bicycle at nine <laughs> o'clock at night. And, uh, so I'm just going about my way. He's not that funny. He yeah. wouldn't do something like that. I'm walking around and I'm like, you know, while I'm here, maybe I'll, I'll buy some socks or something. Just looking around and all this bullshit. And I'm like, oh, people wear this to exercise. Why do people buy all this bullshit? <laughs> why do you need all this shit? Cause I don't know. This is a fucking foreign world to me. Yeah. It's like those guys in GameStop <laughs> where they're just right. like, what's well, a Skylander? And I'm like, all right. Uh, so I, I turn around and he's, this guy starts running towards me cause I'm next to the, the men's clothing section or meat, mm-hmm. whatever that part says. <laughs> and there's these horizontal striped shirts that I'm looking at. Like these are the ugliest things in the world. Like this is, right. what, this is, this like is a, something carrot top would wear. Yeah. This is something carrot top would wear. And he runs over and he was like, these are perfect and spins around to this lady. And she's like, all right, just got, get the, Get the shirts, you 55-year-old man buying horizontally striped shirts at a sporting goods store at 9 o'clock at night. And I look him dead in the face, and I'm like, that's fucking Carrot Top. And I can tell because he looks like a wax modem, mat, model like Madame Tussauds version of Carrot Top. <laughs> Is he ripped still? Yeah, he's still, but he's still ripped, but he's also, he's getting older. And, uh. So does he have those eyes like a great white shark? Oh, there's, yeah. There's no pupil, there's no whites. <laughs> yeah, where you, where you, they, they, you have to look him head Just on and see them both. Yeah. Was yeah. he wearing, you gotta was he punch him in the nose eyeliner? to get away. You gotta yep. stab him right in the gills. Yeah, fucking eyeliner, thumbs. everything, oh but it's God. streaking a little because he's been biking beneath the Golden Gate or above it. Whatever someone told him, his agent told him was a good idea. You can go here and get a bicycle, go across the Golden Gate Bridge, and then we'll send you back to Vegas on Sunday night and you can eat at the buffet with the magicians and the tiger or whatever the fuck oh you live God. your life. Because he did one of those deals with the devil type of situations where he gets to work forever, but he has to stay in, in a Vegas. sand trap and work, you know, two shows a night where people come in and he's just like, check it out. This is the, this one's called the hot air balloon. And like, he's got that <laughs> chest of trash. In right. Front of so him. he's probably desperate to get out on the weekend. Right. But he's also really man. rich. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but Carrot Top he's, is in the top 30 richest comedians in the world. I think he's, I think he's actually the highest highest earning comedian out there right, right now, like right. Being, which is for years now, which is, I, I mean, I, I, all I kept thinking was Max Scoville's line that he said to Ryan Scott on the show a couple weeks ago, which I told to my wife and she was dying about my how, uh, my wife, about how, uh, you know, I have no idea what we said. I, yeah, you, said you said something about like, even in the, in the, about carrot top getting high reviews, you said, even in the, in the desert, like a puddle of water is the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the best thing, the, the best thing in an oasis or whatever. Um, so carrot top, I'll speed up the story really quickly. Carrot Top came in on a bicycle, drops it off, gets the striped shirt, <clears throat> runs to the front counter of the store where there are nine people in line, and he goes, "Can I cut to the front? I'm Carrot Top." And no, nine people are not. go, "What?" Nine people go, "What?" No. And he puts his stuff down the counter, pays his money, runs out the store, gone. What? He really, and, he really said, "I'm Carrot Top," and nine people in the store were like, "What the fuck?" And Yo, I that was be- Carrot Top. And I walked behind them, and I was, I was like, Carrot Top just fucking cut nine people in line <laughs> of the store. And the lady behind the counter is like, 
like when you work retail, like shit like that happens to you once every seven years where right. you're like, where someone's like, you ever meet anyone famous? And you're like, Carrot Top came in once. Was he, what was he like? He was awful. <laughs> you know, like Fucking shit like that. Kirk Hammett from Metallica used to come into my Tower Records all the time. Yeah. I never saw him, but he used to buy a lot I of... I saw him all the time. He, uh, I told him, I was like, why are you buying blank it's CDs? Not a, it's not a contest. Yeah. I told... That's the... the, the uh, fuck F. Scott. Just goddammit. <laughs> what? Okay. So. So, so yes, that was my experience. I saw Carrot Top, and he ran into a store, ran out within five seconds, and said, I'm Carrot Top, and paid and left. I think he paid. I hope he paid. He threw down some fucking fake money. And, he totally should and, have. And a toilet seat with rear view mirrors on it. But it was, it's like, it, was <laughs> it was amazing to see somebody like that in the wild. Not because like I care about celebrities, but because I care about celebrities doing horrible things that they should be rich enough to not have to do. But the themselves. thing is, like thinking about it now, Carrot Top does that shit in Las Vegas all the time, probably yeah. because he has to. Yeah. The difference is the people, the nine people waiting in line at sports basement in Las Vegas are, are the goes, biggest liars in he, the world. And he goes, Hey, I'm Carrot Top. Is it okay if I cut in line? And they all go, Hell yeah! And yeah. they're all buying the same shirts as him. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I'll see you at the 7 p.m. show with yeah. the Raggle Dazz. Don't worry, I'm not one of them fruits. I'm one of the meats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, Bizarre. I, I mean, I think that there's something oddly fascinating about celebrities doing shit that's using like, their celebrity. Well, yeah, like I, I want to, like I want to be in a restaurant where Robert De Niro comes in. He's like, I gotta take a shit. Do you have a bathroom? And they're like, Yeah, come on in the back. And he's like, Do you have any espresso? As he's walking, it's just gross, disgusting. Like, because you know, like they, 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 I, they, I they never do that thing in People magazine where they're they're just like us. So they're never like, Oh, they take shits in the bathroom when they have. You know, I told I my, me, have I told my Gary Busey story on the show? No, no. I didn't know. You, okay, so, I didn't know you had one. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't fucking when he first made friends. I, I wasn't like, I just hope you know that I do have a Gary Busey story that I'm going to bring out. <laughs> hey, I'm a name dropping asshole. And I'm glad we just met. Yeah. <laughs> we would have been. Well, that's how Scott friends. and I make good friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my, my dad has a restaurant uh, in Malibu and Malibu is where Gary Busey lives. And he, that's where he gets in motorcycle accidents and sees the angel <laughs> of death and does all sorts of stuff you'd expect Mal- Gary Busey to do <laughs> yep. on the weekends or whatever. Malibu, Tuesday, Malibu Gary. stands for uh, motorcycles and ladies in beauty in you, you underwear. Beauty underwear. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful underwear. <laughs> that's really <laughs> accurate. That's, 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 on all fronts. That's what he does. Did you just make that up? Yes. That's beautiful, man. Uh, if you, okay. I could be Gary Busey. I want that shirt. <laughs> have you guys ever seen the video of Gary Busey talking about Hunter S. Thompson? No. They, no. For whatever reason, they interviewed him to talk. They were like, they were like, we're doing a documentary or like a, a, a retrospective on Hunter S. Thompson. They're like, you've done a lot of drugs too. And Busey was like, I think Busey was probably in the same way that Henry Rollins just edged his way into every I love the '80s, regardless of whether or not he needed to be there or not. Busey was like, I want to sit down and do do a video with you. Can I be in your film or whatever? This isn't my. But there's there's a part where they're like, do you want to say a few words about Hunter? And he he kind of stares off into space and he goes. Chameleon. <laughs> it's just like, and then there's all these outtakes where he had to keep stopping because a plane was flying overhead, and he thought that that was interrupting the audio, but it's not picking up on his mic at all. And he's like, "Hold on, hold on, I think that's, I think that one's a male plane." And just like they're like, "God damn it!" Anyway, Busey was filming that reality show. I'm with Busey yeah. back in like 2001 or whatever. Um, he and his whole like 
cast and crew because it's a reality show would roll into my dad's restaurant, which is a it's a it's a fish restaurant. It's it's on PCH. It's a place where surfers go and they get fish tacos and everyone hangs out. You know, fish stands for a fun and sexual healing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> um. I wish it stood for the same thing as Malibu did. <laughs> Busey would, Busey would come in there with his entire crew, and the crew would be look at the sign and the fact that there's pictures of fish everywhere, and they'd be like, "This is a restaurant that sells fish and fish related products. This is, this is a seafood restaurant. We will try to operate within those confines." And they would order stuff you'd buy at a fucking seafood restaurant. Right. Busey yeah. insisted on having muffins and jam. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, was I like, he was like, hey, you, uh, you guys all got some muffins and jam in there. He was like, fucking sling blade. What do you got in there? It's good to eat. I like them French fried potatoes. Um, yeah, but he's Did like, y'all got biscuits and gravy? No, we don't have biscuit. What do you got in there? It's good. Yeah, like, but so the thing is, is Busey was bringing his entire crew, so they were like, maybe we should just have some muffins and, and jam. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going and to kill so us all. They had a fucking, they had a special jar of jam behind the counter for a while that just said Gary's jam. <laughs> <laughs> and That's fucking, my jam. And Busey would always come in and he'd be like, "There's, I don't know." He would make like weird, ludicrous complaints. Like, can we move all the chairs around because they're too angular now? Or can, can is it all right if I if I kill all the moths that are out by the porch? God. And they eventually, the manager was just like, "Look." You've you've done great business here. We appreciate that you bring. Fuck it, get out, get the fuck out. Just that's enough. Yeah, that's too much. It's too much. And it's just and Busey went on his way. You know. Wow. Yeah. So God that's Gary's damn. jam. Yeah. Muffin stands for uh, men united. Fucking <laughs> in, 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 in Nigeria. <laughs> new new fun Sunday <laughs> jam with Jews and Mexicans. <laughs> You know, why, awesome. you know why he's crazy, right? He did Drugs. a ton of cocaine. No. He had a no, massive... You, no, he had a massive car accident that fucked up his brain. Yeah, and then he saw the angel of death. Yeah, and then oh. he became a it promise was a, keeper. It was a motorcycle. What's a promise It was keeper? a motorcycle. You're right. It, yeah. A promise keeper? Promise keepers were those, those like, super religious people who uh, made words into anagrams and so preached about them forever. He apparently was pretty crazy before that. Like, yeah. there's... there's, I, there's oh, a, I mean, he was nuts yeah, before totally. that. Hence why he had a motorcycle yeah. accident, which... Fucking have took you, him to Busey Extreme. Have you yeah. guys heard the, the story about the dog? Yeah, that's the best Gary the best, Busey The story. best Gary Busey So apparently there was some interview he did where the interviewer was like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever snorted cocaine off of? And he's like, mmm. Dog. I, no, he's like, he's like, I don't know. And the writer's like, all right, fine. That's a no comment. I'll skip that or whatever. And a week later, the agent calls the, the writer up and he's like, hey, so that question about the cocaine and the dog and the writer's like, oh, I, I can leave that out if you want. That was like kind of in poor taste. I'm sorry. And he's like, no, Gary, Gary thought up an answer. Gary's <laughs> been toiling over this for days. He's like, he, he remembered the weirdest thing he ever snorted coke off of. And the answer is apparently he was coming home one day and he had a bag of a bag of coke that fell out of the the pocket of his jacket and it landed on the ground and the dog came over and rolled around in it. He's like, that's perfectly good cocaine. And so he snorted all of the coke off of the dog, the living dog. And he's like, I got everything else the dog had on it too. All of the fleas and the ticks and the dirt and the shit. Snorted all of that stuff. And it's like, anyway, there's your answer. But it's like, what a beautiful angel. Like, I love that the agent was just like, oh, all right. Gary, Gary wants, Gary gets. Here's a phone call I have to make. My face right now is Gary's just like, it's, you know that emoji of those two girls like doing that salsa? 
no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. There's no, one that's the weird cabaret bunny costume, and then yeah. there's the one that's the red lady in the salsa. Yeah, okay. So the cabaret bunny costume. That's okay, the, that one. That's how my face feels. Right <laughs> Where it's smiling, but it hurts. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Crunchyroll, a.k.a. the best way for you to inject wacky Japanese cartoons directly into your brain using the internet and your eyeballs. Yes, dear listeners, by wacky Japanese cartoons, I am, in fact, referring to the anime. Crunchyroll gives you unlimited access to a ton of amazing top-quality anime series, such as Polar Bear Cafe, which is about a bunch of wild animals that have somehow started a coffee shop. Do they maul the customers and defecate everywhere, or do they just have a bunch of totally chill and adorable misadventures? You have to watch the show to find out for yourself. Or, you know, you can watch some other shows on Crunchyroll where people yell at each other and stuff blows up, like Attack on Titan and Kill a Kill. Whatever you like, it's all available for just six ninety-five a month, but if you go to Crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and sign up today you will get your first 30 days absolutely free oh, fuck god yeah oh. gary Busey. That's well bad. i don't even know how we got here I originally know, yeah. all i tried to ask you was about your vacation yeah i was fucking I was... europe and so wow yeah it was a weird walk did you spend some beaches times i did i did a little bit i had i uh so to track my path real quick i flew from dun, 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 dun. Bam, 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 bam. i flew from san francisco to paris which is a direct flight of about nine and a half ten hours which sucks that's not it's, as far as i thought it was i thought it was way farther than that it's well, they do a weird thing where they they actually say "fuck America" and they go like to Canada and space, and they come back down. Or whatever, however, that works. Um, and then I so I spent seven or eight. Thank days you for tuning into Brian Altano's egg shaped world. How I explain the universe? I so Africa is funny. It looks like an L block. Next, um, Antarctica looks like a duck. Yep. So I went from I went from uh, Paris to Versailles, back to Paris to Barcelona. To Nice, which is back in France. Nice. nice. Was all this planned, or were you guys winging it? <laughs> it was Versailles. Half, <laughs> half planned, half <laughs> half winging it, and then uh, we went back. Nice was in the in, nice. the, in the southern <laughs> coast of France, and then from there we went to Italy for a day, which was really oh. cool. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It was it was one of those like I like I've traveled I traveled when I was a kid and I'm sure everyone in this in this on the show and everyone listening to the show has been in like a road trip with their parents where their mm-hmm. parents are like first we're going to go to the general store and then we're going to go to the museum and then after that there's the our, the exhibit in the You just want to blow your brains out. And then you're just like this sucks, but like when you grow up and you're an adult and you get to travel the earth with someone you give a shit about like it it fucking changes everything because you get to go places and be like, we don't have to do that. Like, we, like what trip advisors like the ten best things to do, and you're like, all right, well, we'll do one of those or two of those, but and like, then fucking do whatever you want, and then we can just do, it, and then we can just get drunk. Like we went, we went to, I flew, I flew to, I flew to France, and the interesting thing about that is a lot of people told me that everyone there is awful. Like that's what I've heard from the longest time. In like Paris, you, in in Paris, in France, in Europe. Where did they get a load of old Brian Altano? I'm gonna show him what's what. Yeah, you know, it's just like I, I feel like fucking the people that tell you that I've, foreigners are awful are awful people right. who are awful everywhere they go and deserve to be treated like shit. Like yeah. the fat fucking Ditka looking Americans that go to places and they're like, yo, I went over to fucking Amish country. I put a fucking ice cream cone on this dude's face. He didn't laugh at all. Yeah. Like who doesn't like ice cream? Exactly. Fucking Amish are pricks. Like you guys, a fucking you got, bearded unicorn. You got these guys that show up to like these fucking French bistros that like are beautiful and they've been around for 
200 years. And they're like, where's a hamburger? And they're like, do you got, do you have any chicken? What do you do when you're done with the gravy? And they're like, what? We don't know those fucking words. Oh, boy. Like, what's wrong with you? And I think that, like, if you, if you walk around like that, you deserve to be treated like shit. And the same way people told me, watch out for pickpocketers. And here's a cheat code for that. If you don't want to get fucking pickpocketed, dress like a dude that fucking picks pockets. <laughs> no, oh. nobody fucked with me in two weeks because I didn't stand there going like, "I've got an iPad. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna shoot the towers. I'm gonna shoot the Eiffel Tower." Honey, hold up the or like people taking out their money like it's fake, like holding up euros right. in the air. How do you use the train? Like, yeah, you deserve to get your shit fucking robbed. Same way in San Francisco, if you hold out your new iPhone six outside of the Apple store. And you're like, I'm going to take a photo with it. Honey, hold on to my belt. Like, yeah, you deserve to get fucking robbed. If you act like a goddamn <laughs> idiot. Don't dress like a mark. Don't be a mark. Yes, like, exactly. That's like that's That goes everywhere. And it's like, just fucking have a, a fucking sliver of cultural respect for where you go. Make sure you wear a fanny pack to hold all your prize mm-hmm. belongings. I did that actually in Vietnam. No, I'll give you some quick cheat codes. Like, I put... I put my phone up here and I put it in a in a rubber case, which means it would have been like harder, harder to, to pull out, out of my wallet. Right, right. I didn't I didn't uh I didn't keep my wallet in my back pocket. I just kept some Euros and my keys and my credit card right here on this side, which means that I knew where it was at all times. I had a backpack on, but there was really nothing in it outside of like a bottle of water. But my day to day in Europe was basically waking up, having an awesome breakfast, walking outside of my apartment and just living like just walking around everywhere just like seeing shit that i can't see here it wasn't really like museums are cool but i feel like you can go and you can spend 10 hours waiting in line to get in a museum and see paintings that you can see online and it's cool to see them in person oh mm, mm. uh i don't know man i'm not gonna fly across the world and spend i'm not i'm not not a big museum fan either i think it depends on the museum Mm -hmm. you know like you got to, you, you went to the Louvre. I, I went to the to... Louvre. I went to the Musée d'Orsay, which is awesome. It's basically got old, fucked up Van Goghs in it, and no one's there. Yeah, and I love that because I went at nine thirty in the morning, just as it opened. And it was my wife and I, a couple of tourists, and like seventy five Eastern European, like German school groups. Yes, I have questions. No. And it was, it was Max. so, it was so funny because we were just standing there laughing that all these German high school kids were basically like diehard villains in training. <laughs> like they were fucking with each other. And this German kid pushed his friend over on the floor and he's like, <laughs> I dare you to stand up again, Dieter. I'll push, <laughs> push you down to the floor. <laughs> and we're just standing there laughing because that's fucking great. But yeah, like, I mean, there's, you can go on these trips and you can just do touristy stuff. And we feel like we did a little bit of it. Like I went to the top of the Eiffel Tower, which is fucking terrifying. I don't know if you guys are at all afraid of heights, but you get to the – there's there's like a first floor where you're like, I did it. Mm-hmm. And then Bye. Yeah. There's a second floor, which is like, damn, we're up pretty high. And then there's a rickety, ticking elevator that brings you up through this mine shaft that's all exposed. And you get to the very top. And then from there, there's like eight – of the loudest, craziest metal steps that you walk up to get to the very, very top. And in the very top of the Eiffel Tower, there is a man that sits by the elevator reading a book who is the only security. His entire job is to sit at one of at what was once during the World's Fair, the highest place in the entire, the highest man-made place in the entire world. And he sits there and he's just like reading a book. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, sh- I'm, and it's I'm- also, <laughs> Yeah, nonstop. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not afraid of heights, but I am in a situation like that where I'm just, I'm also like California trained where I'm like, what if there's an earthquake? And they're like, we've never had that. Right, right. So 
Like I did that. I went to the depths of the catacombs, which was like the opposite. Oh, so jealous of the See, of, of the cool Eiffel Tower. And the the catacombs are like so. The Eiffel Tower tour is amazing because everyone around it is um is is happy and excited, and they're like there's tourists everywhere. And the big thing in France right now is selfie sticks. Mm-hmm. Everyone is selling. Oh my god, yeah. they're oh. all selling selfie sticks. Oh my god. Okay. Yo, so hold on, hold on. I I think they're the stupidest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like they're embarrassing. They are they are kind of like fanny packs in a yep. way. They also make a whole fuckload of sense because back in the day, people would have cameras yeah. and they'd go on vacation and they'd be like, hey, can you take a picture of me and my wife in front of this yeah. thing? The difference is your camera did not have your credit cards, all of your yes. personal information yes. and everything you needed to communicate with the yeah. world around you on it. So Yeah, I, no, I came back from my honeymoon with – which is like the, the defining trip of your marriage. Like it's one of those things like you – you know, like spoilers, but I'm 34 years old. I just got, I got married six months ago and I don't have any kids. I don't have uh, any like significant debt or anything like that. And yeah. my family has three incomes. We could afford a vacation. And a lot of people like their honeymoon is their only time together with that person for that long until they're retired. Cause you get a few vacations here and there, but you also have to bring your kids sure. or there's pets or there's all these other things you have to worry about. But a lot of people get their honeymoon and then they don't get anything until they're like 65 where they're like, I get two straight weeks with my wife. This is great. So, uh, we didn't get a ton of pictures together. It was like, I'd get a picture of her. She'd get a picture of me. Cause I didn't feel comfortable handing my $700 phone to some random guy selling selfie sticks and being like, you want to take a picture of me? Right. Uh, so most of your pictures are like that. So the Eiffel Tower, when you're there, it's, it's, it's one of those places where I've been to a bunch of a bunch of cities all over the world. Paris is honestly one of my favorite now. And I honestly feel like the Eiffel Tower is one of those, like you look at it and you're like, this is, le- this is legitimately kind of awe inspiring. It's kind of fucking amazing how they built this. Um, Stacy's doing the dishes. No, I hear like a buzz. I know. know. Stacy's doing the dishes. She's cooking bees. She's, She's cooking bees same. in the show. You're talking about the, the beauty same. in the world that you've seen. Um, cause Stacy's making bees. No, cause it's, it's just like a really, it's just like a really nice, environment to look at and it's also not totally surrounded by tourist junk but there are people underneath it that sell uh tchotchkes they sell tchotchkes and trash and they sell like five uh, little uh eiffel tower pendants for a dollar and whatever right so when you're there in the afternoon uh it's sunny and it's beautiful and the people are selling you uh eiffel towers and stuff like that you get there towards the evening and people are like would you do you want to buy a bottle of champagne and you get there towards like you drink on the street yeah and you get there towards, I mean, you can and you can if you're just respectful about it. And you get there towards like 10 o'clock at night and yeah. people are like, you do you want crack? beer? Do you want hard alcohol? Do you want, what do you want? And I feel like, like by two o'clock in the morning, people would be like, do you want a, do you want a time machine to kill Hitler? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it just gets progressively darker and weirder, but that's a, it's just a happy environment and it's very wonderful and loving. Whereas the catacombs is like, a weird train station in the middle of Paris has a door in front of it that just says above it, like Le catacomb. And mm-hmm. you're like, that's it. And you walk into this thing. There's no elevator. You take this winding stairwell. That's the size of a fucking telephone booth. And it winds down 200 meters beneath the earth. And all of a sudden you're in this fucking three mile long tunnel. And halfway through, they're like, and here's where the bodies are. And you look at six, million 
corpses stacked up artistically by fucking deranged construction <laughs> workers who basically were told at one point in Parisian history, the dead bodies in this city stink so bad, they're rotting the milk and the wine that we are making here, and they're overflowing our graveyards, and we need to hide their corpses somewhere. So just bury them what way under do? the earth? So somebody said, let's bring them down below the earth. And at the same time, these sinkholes were happening in the city. So somebody decided to kill two birds with one stone, which was basically create structural monuments beneath the earth that would stop the city from sinking and also fill them wall to wall with corpses. So what it's I, what I it's exactly that. like that Simpsons episode where Homer becomes the garbage man. <laughs> what, what, I, what I don't get, though, Brian, because if, you, if, if you're not familiar with it, if you go now and you look at it, it yeah. looks like. Something out of the Temple of Doom, like skulls stacked on skulls, very right. very organized and stuff like that. Well, it's very organized because it, it actually goes like it's like leg bones, arm <laughs> so bones, so that's what I was skulls, ribs, and then there's this like weird. It goes. It actually visually, your line of sight goes to darkness of the rest of the bones where they were like, "Fuck it, throw it on top." It's just like dicks and old <laughs> bone tits and not not bones, heads, not bones. And ears and shit. And they just throw it all back there. Old let me, let me ask you a question. Tits. Then uh, that's what I was. Dick wondering. bones connected to the tit bone. It's not funny, but I find it fascinating. I just want to know. Did these people chop up the bodies? So here's the thing: most of the bodies they dug up from from graves that where people died okay. and had been dead for a while. So they were just bones. But mostly. during the war at the time, people died, and there's one wing inside the catacombs. Which after it's it's fucking weird how numb you get to it because after a while you start noticing the the construction workers got a little crazy. Like he was like, I want to make this skull stick out funny looking, <laughs> and you're like, that's a guy. <laughs> that was a real person who had a whole life. And I'm gonna put just, googly eye glasses on this one because like he it's, was it's, a jokester. It's, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a skull? Like besides that, at a museum, I've never seen a human skull. Like so, this was like I like where you're walking by thousands of bodies and all, you're just like looking at them. And the first few are like, oh, maybe that was an artist, or that was a wife, that was a musician, that was a husband, that was a a painter or a chef. And after a while, you're just like, everyone dies, no one gives a shit. And there's these motivational quotes every six hundred feet. Where Hang a, in there, and it's a, just a, a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Where it just says like, "Hey, the rich and the poor all die together. Everyone dies. No one gives a shit about you." In but in beautiful French, and it's like le poop, le that was le uh, that was from Albert Camus' period as a tagger. Yeah, he just went in there. He was <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, we're all shit. So like, you get to this one Cinemad. part. Mad. You get to this one part where they're like, "Well, this is super morbid." But these are all the people that died in the war, who they didn't want to keep their bodies out on the street, so they actually brought them down full and covered in flesh. And people yeah. worked and sawed them up and stacked that up. And they're, they have the weirdest rot to them. And the entire time, the ceiling, because of the condensation, is dripping on you. So you're like, oh, cool, old skull walker. <laughs> all over my face. I'm like, oh. I'm walking, I was talking, I was like asking my wife something, and all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> thing hit my mouth. I'm like, ah! <laughs> fucking six million dead dudes are in my mouth right now. It's just horrific. I, I, I was wondering about that, yeah. So they do saw, they did saw some They did saw up. people up down there, and then the really fucked up thing is this guy down there, this artist, went fucking insane. He yes, had this, he had this vision, he had this vision in, in prison, and they let him out, and he went and worked down there, and he started building this tiny city down there. Now, keep in mind, like, made out of this, bones? Made out of, like, uh, uh, lime rock and bone, whatever the fuck he could find. And keep in mind, like, there are still, there's 
st- the ceiling is about five and a half feet high, and there's still scarring on the ceiling above you from when people carried torches because there used to be no lights, and people would just carry torches in five and a half feet high tall tunnels full of six million dead fucking skulls. And this guy stayed down there every night, and they're all like, "Hey, Bobby, we're going up to go see the real world and fuck our wives to get this demon shit out of our fucking brains." And he was like, "I'm good. I'm gonna light candles and make a miniature scale city out of my mind." And he did, and it's down there. You just turn a fucking corner, and all of a sudden, there's this fucking micro machine set that this insane <laughs> motherfucker made that he probably died masturbating, thinking about how fucked up he was. And they just put it there and kept it there. And you just turn the corner, and you're like, there, and there's that. And here's the other fucked up thing. Come on out of the catacombs. You gotta see all the catacombs. Lots of skulls and skulls and skulls and oh, what's more? There's a big city. You can fit all your cars and all the cars and cars and <laughs> micro machines from Galoob. So we have the guy at the top of the Eiffel Tower who reads his book who's insane, but now darker than that. It's three of the most demented people I've ever looked dead in the eyes are the security guards that work the catacombs for eight hours a day, and they sit down there in, in the a dark. fold-out chair in the dark surrounded by six million skulls. And that is not an exaggeration. That it's actual amount of people who are oh my god and they sit there and they look at their phones and like oh i wonder what fucking gangnam style uploaded today or they read a book and they just sit and every now and then they're like don't steal any teeth (laughs) but they say it in french like they're the guys that walk that make sure that nobody rips off a piece of a rib cage to walk home and like yo i got a little bit of rib from the fucking catacombs (laughs) yeah like their fucking job is to make sure people don't steal dead parts from old wow and they live down there all day long they're like the guys at costco who check your receipts Mm -hmm. but at a graveyard yes 100 <laughs> percent. did so the, you take any lettuce so the, you must go back there and return so the tour ends with you uh going to this tiny little staircase this winds up 200 steps like if you're fat or out of shape don't ever go down there because it's sure. dark because you will find your final resting place and then yeah you will, will... you will die down there and you walk all the way up and there's a gift shop and it's like just sh- fucking plastic skulls. It's the Halloween like, headquarters. It, that's exactly what it is. And it's <laughs> so fucking weird. And all you want to do is go to a bar and drink because your life means nothing. Yeah. They have like cartoon skeletons like with the Eiffel, rays the on Eiffel it. Tower. Like, you go to the top of the Eiffel Tower and you're like, I can see the world. It's beautiful and inspiring. You go to the depths of the catacombs and you're like, I, I life just picturing is that. nothing. You're like, here we are on our honeymoon. I love you so much. And yeah. then you get out of that and you're like, we should just get a divorce because none of it. It just yeah, like I, it was weird because I was feeling like particularly fat that day because I ate like a fucking four pastries at lunch or something like that, and I was down there and, and I was down like, there see six million super and I was like thin dudes. I was like, none of it matters. <laughs> I was like, I why even? Buy, oh, I'm gonna lose some. I'm gonna go on a diet. Like, why even fucking matter? Why? Why do anything? Like, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be a skull, and someone's gonna, fucking construction well, worker's gonna shove your skull you know, into a wall. Make the best of it. Of course, I will of say course. like I was born in France, and mm-hmm. I've never been back there. Mm-hmm. And I have never wanted to go to France as much as what you just told really. Me. That's so, fucking fascinating. I really think you would like the city because it's like there's something about it that, and you know, like for 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 the depth of interest here, like I like I I lived in New York for a while. I live in San Francisco. I've been to L.A. a bunch of times. I've been to Tokyo. Like these are all amazing cities. Something about Paris is really fucking awesome, and I think the reason it's so great is because of the history of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that like we lack that here in America, and it's also sort of the the their 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 culture of 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 work and relaxation is very different than ours like the way oh, that yeah. we go like the whole concept of you you see people down the sh- running down the street with a nice coffee like chugging it i got to get to the next thing like they 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 I saw a guy at the gym well, they, this morning who was instead of water he had an iced cup like how fucked up is that well it's it's, it's like it's like a when i went to germany for gamescom 
I remember it took me, uh, it took me a few days to get used to it because yeah. I would sit down and I'd be like, I've been sitting here for 30 fucking minutes. Where's yeah. our food? And that's just not how they operate. They're no, like, they don't. No, the first 30 minutes is for coffee I'm, I'm, or appetizers. I'm really glad you said that. At some point, we'll come for food. I and, think there's something to be said for just like, for having a place that has as much history kind of installed around it, mm-hmm. you kind of realize that like California is very new. It's very yeah. prefab. There's a lot of oh, yeah. shit that's just kind of just, it's been here less than a hundred years. And that kind of that it, it really lends a lot of kind of credibility to just the, it's like, it's like fake permanence, you know, you're like, yeah. Oh, it's this new. Therefore that must mean we need to build on it. Whereas if you're in a place that's above 6 million skulls that have been there for hundreds of years, you kind of have more perspective on how long you're there for, you know, right. like there's something to be said about knowing that that's always beneath you. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea what's beneath the city of San Francisco right now, besides like old cracks from shitty old pirate ships being crashed into each other and restaurants being built a on top of dragons. Yeah. A couple of dragons or whatever. Um, but there's like, no, that's, I, that's fucking LA man. True crime. Yeah. I think there's something incredible about that. And I think there's just like, there's a respect and culture of understanding of like the food there that where you order something and they bring you something delicious. And like, it, it was really funny to see things like Paris is kind of changing right now. And it's, it's funny to see them pretend to give a shit about things like, uh, diets and gluten free and, uh, like to go is a weird, is a mock to them. They mock the words to go. They say takeaway and they put it in quotes. Like, do you want your coffee takeaway? Or are you going to sit and fucking respect the fact that I made you a wonderful drink that a guy grew beans to create and you should enjoy 20 minutes of just fucking maybe relaxing. And like, I go and get a coffee at work and I run down the street back to my office to stand in front of my computer and, and drink it. And I'm in, Paris and I'm like I can sit in a in a bistro overlooking the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire life walking down the street and I'm just sitting here on your honeymoon you fucking abomination who gives a shit (laughs) I I really think that's important to say by the way because like you'll walk by a McDonald's there or like somebody who working at a a, a fucking a crepe stand and it's like you will see a a a supermodel or like even like a a a male model like a guy just standing there who's just like perfect hair and because they're they're they are like the kings of fashion because well they also they also like like no nothing is really below anyone there there isn't really like a class system we're here like our mcdonald's commercials versus our mcdonald's workers are two very different breeds Mm -hmm. like mcdonald's commercials like hi welcome to mcdonald's and mcdonald's we actually go to one it's like fuck you (laughs) it's a cave troll (laughs) but like like the, the big thing that i really think is important there is that they just serve you great food and they don't give you a story about it they don't go like this duck was you know he came from a farm he was free range yeah and like there's, there's this big restaurant these tomatoes happening. are farm to table I, yes i'm curious if you saw any of the the darker shit that's happened there because i know that they've also been dealing with a lot of immigration and stuff like that like did you see like well so the really awesome thing about europe is that the way it's so everything is so close together that um they are so open to other cultures but also like every every country i feel like it, it has its own enemy Oh yeah. Like in the same way Americans hate Mexicans because they're just like stop coming into our border and stealing our jobs, which is fucking dumb and bullshit. Yeah. Like uh French people kind of hate Indians or Algerians, yeah. Or like uh it's kind of Italians would... hate uh, like people from the UK, like 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny because there's, there's always the, there's always the country that the, the country will kind of bully. Like we'll kind of like yeah. make fun of Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah. And then at the same time, we'll be like, but the real ones you get are in first Mexico. And it's yeah. like, that's, it's just this stupid cultural thing. And I think like with France, you see it with like with Northern Africa and African immigrants and then they'll make fun of Belgium, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Belgium's, you know, they, they're cool. Like, yeah. what's the, what's the fucking problem? They got waffles and, and machine guns. What do you want? And you show Fuck up off. there, you show up there as a, as an American, you really try your best to distance yourself from other Americans. And not because I'm Xenof, I hate, I hate my country or anything like that, but because the people that represent my country in those situations are like the Ditka type of people who are just like, you know, like the, like, the Guy Fieri's. Hi, do you have any French fries? Yeah, and it's just like you don't want to. They, they really look like just like a bunch of walking versions of the second half of Wally. And you're like, I don't want to. Did be... they try and? Did they see that you spoke English and tried to start up conversation? So that's with the you? really awesome thing. Like if you if you get there's a little give and take. Like if you give them a little bit of French and they'll give you a little bit of English back, they'll be like English and they'll give you an English menu and or you could be like, I don't really need that. Um, and you kind of have a push and pull with them where they're learning to speak what you speak because it's kind of cool to do that and you're learning to speak what they speak and it's kind of cool to do that and you meet in the middle and that's like no 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 like but I, I learned that from fucking star wars no but like, i'm saying that's, that's important right no but i'm saying like were you talking to teresa in english and then a fucking woman in a tigger sweatshirt and her husband <laughs> come running up to you and be like hey we're from we're from tallahassee what you guys doing here no no not really Ain't this I mean, crazy it's it's big than the casino version i had i had that i had that happen every now and then and we were mostly like that's nice like i like i not to sound corny but i was mostly like i locked eyes with my wife for two weeks and mm-hmm. i wasn't not really trying to make friends overseas like wearing wearing a beret that says canada on it so no the, one the actual fun, excuse the, me the funny sports beret yeah sports beret. the funny thing about berets <laughs> is that i only saw two people wearing them the entire time i were there and they were they were, they were fat were, american women like oh. substitute school uh, teachers. i thought they were mine fucking navy seals yeah. one was a mime one was a painter but it's really good i was telling maxis earlier but it's really cool to go on vacation as an adult a and b with somebody you give a shit about because like when you go as a kid it's different like we went to versailles which is this like amazing old town where this rich motherfucker has this giant mansion and to get into it you have to wait in line for four hours and Teresa and i were like should we do that or should we go in his backyard which is this massive hedge maze full of lakes and bars and you can just go back there and just well, not bars like restaurants that sell wine you can just go back there and get drunk and i brought a flask because I was like, fuck it, because you can just get on the train with a flask there. And take like, the boy out of America. You can't take the America right. out of the boy. That's right. So we just got to the backyard and started getting fucked up and making fun of shit and then fell asleep in this guy's lawn in front of a lake <laughs> under the sun. And I was Typical like, Americans. Yeah, and I went and I told my mom that, and she's like, you didn't go in the house? And I'm like, I don't give a shit about this rich motherfucker's house. Yeah. I want to party in his backyard like I'm in high school. <laughs> Like it's fucking great. And you can do that. Yeah. So we did all that. We were in France for a while. And then we went to Barcelona. And Barcelona was like if somebody was like in the middle of listening to this like beautiful accordion song. Someone was like, remix. And it's like a 100 degrees. <laughs> it's beach people. Everyone's drinking sangria. People get fucked up there. And there's just like it's, – it's a totally different culture. So while I was there, I actually um, – 
No. I, I bought you guys a little something. What? Uh, we got presents? So we got Spanish presents? I'm fucking up the word on this. Uh, there's this thing. Is it a saw. Kaganer? It's a Kaganer. You got us Kaganers? I, I fucking love you, Kaganers. I all of you guys Kaganers. Yes. What are, what are Kaganers? So Kaganers are these things they put out during, yes. during Christmas. Holy this shit. You. Are you out of your fucking, I'm so excited right now. I fucking love this shit. And Max, this is for you. Oh. So basically, before you guys open them up, Kaganers are these things that, uh, they are Christmas presents in Spanish-speaking countries where they put them out in their in their like what is that so this is a catalonian tradition yeah. where they have part of their nativity scene they have a dude who's just taking a shit <laughs> because it's, it's supposed to represent the humility of being born in a manger yeah like, sure. jesus is born in a manger there's fucking cows and donkeys and horses and goats and shit there did you get us a there statue of a man dropping it is a, a dude man I, taking a shit but so weirdly it, enough in the same way that we'll have easter baskets that are halo themed yeah. in america over there, they'll get weird with it. You'll yeah, have so, occasionally Lady Gaga. So there are Kaganers. huge pop cultural influences on all oh, the Kaganers so now. Excited. So I specifically picked out gifts for oh. all of you guys. Ryan's not here right now, so I'm going to open his. But right. uh, yeah, these I want to keep in mind. I want to let you guys know I didn't get gifts for anyone else. Ah, oh, thank you so I'm much. So fucking excited. Oh my God. <laughs> It's Darth Vader taking a shit. My C-3PO taking a bolt. (laughs) 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 Look, sir, droids. (laughs) Mine is the Oscar taking a big dog. That's a symbol of my career. And I got got Ryan Scott, Batman, taking a shit. So these are the only these are huge. Oh there. my god! Oh, these are and it's great. very weird to me, but I don't like. I don't want to fill your guys' houses with clutter. I feel like this is important. This is, this is, this this is, is I literally did not get gifts for anybody else, but this is if this, I if I ever have a nativity scene in my house, I'm gonna put yeah. This is C3PO. Actually, C3PO might be my favorite because he's shitting out a lug nut. <laughs> I love it. This is so like I've C-3PO actually would I've been, have a nut in his ass. I have been totally fascinated by this this culture. There's there's a a, a weird there's a weird wow. poop culture. <laughs> In, in like Catalonian tradition. Yeah. And it's funny because like, whereas here in America, we've got people who are like, the, f- you can't have a nativity scene by the town hall. That's, that's too religious. This yeah. is a, over there, they tried to take the Kaganer out of, out of the nativity scenes and people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> we're the only people who still do this. Leave them in there. Yeah. And there's also Cagatillo, who's the shitting log. Yep. Is, is, is it a log that takes a it's shit? It's a log that takes shit. You know how there's the Yule log? Yeah. Like there's yeah. The, oh, it's a, it, in this one, it is a hollowed out log, <laughs> and it's like a Christmas stocking, but it's got a big cartoon face in the front of it, and there's a song that kids sing, and it's on Christmas Eve. They yeah. hit this cartoon log with sticks, and they sing this song that translates to like, like, Cagatio, Cagatio, will you shit us Christmas presents? Cagatio, <laughs> did you bring us, did you bring us truffles and nutmeg or did you bring us shitty old herring and onions? And they hit this fucking cartoon log with sticks and they put a blanket over it and the dad will reach in and reach into this log's ass and they'll, and it's hollowed out and they'll pull in there and they'll pull out stuff and they'll be like, oh my Nintendo god. Nintendo 64! It's, they'll, be like, they'll be like, it's nougat. It's, it's a fucking, it's a candy for you. And then when they know it's over is when the dad pulls out like a fucking a BMX sardine, bike no a sardine or an onion and they're like oh no the log shitting onions <laughs> Christmas is over the log's taking a I shit I fucking love that it's so awesome <laughs> it's probably my favorite thing I have a I have a so the weird thing is like I didn't I didn't know a lot about this and I just started learning this the other day when I was in Barcelona and I I uh you're gonna love Batman by the way he's taking the hottest <laughs> turn that is that is I want to point out that is actually God. that is Frank Miller's Batman yeah yeah <laughs> it is the world doesn't make sense unless you force it 
it too. I like, I like that. I like that my Oscar, uh, his shit is like, it, it looks like it's like kind of falling apart. Yeah. Like a real shit would halfway through its log form. Yeah. No, those are, those are all like handmade. It's oh, awesome. This is so. amazing. Yeah. Darth Vader is taking a wicked dump. First of all, his butt cheeks are not remotely scarred. And his, the, the, the deuce he's dropping is like, are his legs human? it is, it is fucking, it is Jägermeister and Irish whiskey black. It is so like, the morning like, after right here. Like I said, I, I stayed away from a lot of the tourist stores and stuff oil. like that, but I was walking by this one shop and I saw this little, uh, Mario, like, I saw like a whole, it was like Obama. Oh, so that's Bush, what it was. And, and, and Super Mario was there. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting. There's all these, like, they look like they're about to jump. I don't know what it is. Like, and then I walked into the store because all of the, in the window, they're all facing forward. So it just looks like a bunch of people kneeling or praying or something like right. that. And you walk in the store and it's like 500 butts taking dumps. <laughs> and I'm like, my friends. <laughs> so I, I handpicked oh. one for each of you guys. Oh, I'm so, uh, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm fucking so thank excited. So of course, I love you guys. I've, I've literally gone on eBay and looked for these. Oh and man, just been like, I, I can't believe you guessed it as soon as he said. That, it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's, I'm really glad you knew about <laughs> that's it. That's how you, you learned. That, that. That's how you learned that Max is the the most cultural one of all of us. Oh, they're Kaganers from the Shane Yule log. What episode of Reading Rainbow did you learn that? It was the the poop episode. It's the it's the episode. A reading rainbow. It was the one that was covering the color, well, Levar the color brown. On those kids. Yeah. <laughs> they um, didn't. They banned that one. Lavar was drunk. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you fucking should take my word for it. But up, bump, sit and spin, kids. But yeah, it, 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 it's uh, but like it's it was it was it was awesome stumbling upon those because I'm like, man, this is there's just like a different culture here. Like that wouldn't fly in France. <sighs> so awesome. That's kind of what I love about Europe is that like I took a train from Paris to Barcelona, and no one. Oh, no one checked my passport. No one said anything to me. I just got on the train, and all of a sudden, I'm in a different country. And I, I'm in a different country where people are drinking sangria instead of wine. And people are having tapas instead of meals. And they're having these little bites. And if you go out to dinner at 7 o'clock in Barcelona, you're fucked. Because people don't eat dinner until 10.30. And they stay out and they drink until very late. And then they wake up and they have a little bite to eat. And then they go to work for like four hours. And then they start getting drunk. And then they sleep all afternoon. It's fucking like completely different than France. It's completely different than America. And that's it's kind of awesome to jump from like beat to beat like that. And so I stayed there for four days. I was like swimming in this rooftop pool and eating at awesome restaurants and stuff like that. It's very like seafood heavy. It's very trashy. Like it's gross and weird. Like there's this thing. I want you guys to all look this up after if you're, if you're listening to the show. The number one tourist spot in Barcelona is this thing called the Sagrada Family Castle. It's like this cathedral church thing. This guy in the late 1800s drew a bar napkin sketch and was like, I have an idea for the craziest church ever built. And then he died. And they've oh, they're spent, still building it, right? And they're still yeah. building it. I saw and a thing it, on 60 it Minutes. Looks, it looks like, <clears throat> if, like if you asked... Max Scoville to draw like a Christmas church as a joke when he was blind drunk at three o'clock in the morning. And then you said, now we're going to spend 200 years and $2 billion building it. That's what this thing is. And they're really close so, to finishing it at this point. Like it's got huge cranes all over yeah. it. It's the most garish thing like, of all time. So it's like, I, that, I heard, it's like that Disney opera house in LA kind it, of. Dude, it's, kind of, it feels yeah. so Disney. Yeah. I'm so glad you but said there's, that. Yeah, there's, apparently there's this family within the last 10 years or so is like, fuck this. We're finishing it and we're putting all of our money into it to finish it. Yeah. And they're getting, they're, they're like within two years of finally being done. Yeah. 
So like, and it's like the the city's very weird because it's so touristy, but it's also completely not. And mm-hmm. you just have to. It's very. It's like I mean, Oakland. it's like New York in that way. I imagine one hundred percent. New York it, is super touristy, but then there's a million people. The same way, like, like Oakland is kind of good block, bad block, where you see like the most beautiful street in Oakland, and you turn the corner, and you're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, like that happens a lot in Barcelona, but with tourist stuff. And we found this one place that a bunch of people tweeted at me to go to called, um, I think it was called Cax Piano or something like that. And it's this divey little sandwich shop and it is wall to wall. It's the size of, of this room or any mm-hmm. tiny room. Right. And all they do is they sell Cava, which is their fucked up version of wine. Yep. And it's, it's $5 a bottle. Like everything is so cheap there, by the way, because the sticker shock of San Francisco and California wears off when you go overseas. And their economy's yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. So you go over there and it's like $2 for a sandwich. Maybe or two- work an extra four hours. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, a doll- Scott Bromley, white guy advice for all you people living in countries with better health care than us. Yep. Yep. So it's a dollar. Work harder. A dollar twenty-five for a glass of kava and uh, two dollars for a sandwich. Uh-huh. And we, my wife and I, walked in the first day, and it was just wall-to-wall people, and we're I was like, all the signs were in Spanish. That's the fucked-up thing is like you're speaking Spanish for seven days, mm-hmm. and then you're speaking uh, yes. French, French, and then you're jumping around. You don't understand language anymore. You're just cutting class in high school left and right, you don't, popping yeah, it, up into it, it, someone else's class. It felt like uh, like when you show up like four classes late in high school, and you're like, what are we talking? About? Fuck, I don't know anything anymore. I don't know how to conjugate any verb. Yeah, exactly. So all the signs are in Spanish, and we don't understand it, and I got really frustrated. It was really hot, and we left. Didn't eat anything. And then we went home, and we're just like, we got to figure this place out. We looked it up, and we came back the next day with money in hand, signs figured out, translated everything, did all the research, walked in there, and for 20 euros, which is like $21, we got fucked up for like two hours drinking kava eating incredible sandwiches and cured meats that they're slicing for you on the fly for two dollars a sandwich and just throwing all the shit down there's a dipping sauce you don't even understand there's no name on it everyone's yelling and spitting and sweating oh, in Spanish. it's wall to wall um it's fucking incredible, and that's like I, I would suggest looking up stuff like that and getting into like the real, the real thick of like what people live like there, rather than just like, do you have paella? <laughs> <laughs> it's a rice with with meats and also assorted sea stuff. You yeah. put clams and chicken together. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like cathedrals and stuff that you walk into that I admire the beauty of because they're artistically incredible, but they're also like. It's like that church review I did where they're DLC headquarters where it's like mm-hmm. free to come in. Like they're iPhone games. You walk in, it's like free, but it's five bucks to light a candle. Sure. Right. Seven bucks to see a guy who can tell you that you're great or whatever they're doing. <laughs> well, you have no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> so whatever they do. <laughs> see a guy to tell you you're great. And, you know, so from there, uh, we went back to France, which was in Nice. And Nice is like. Nice. Very fucking. Nice is a. River, French Riviera, like riverboat, southern coast of France town that I feel like 20, 30 years ago was like for the Jay-Z's of the time or probably 50, 60 years ago mm-hmm. was fucking awesome and baller. But like, I feel like Dean Martin. all while uh, large bodies of water attract very kind of, I feel like. More interest, no introspective, kind of smarter people. Like if you look at the coastal map, every time there's an election, the the blue states are on the side. Oh, 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 oh! 
No, no, like the people. I, I feel like if you look Ryan at Altano, political comment. Well, no, I, I feel like if you if you see political geographer, he's color in the states, different colors, and everyone's mad at us now in the emails. It's okay. <laughs> if you if you if you can look at a body of water that you can't see the end of, you're kind of like, wow, there's more to the world, and your mind opens a little. That's the very most easiest way to break that or down. You're trying to escape the middle. Yeah, but when you go to a beach and you live and die there. You bring a lot of trash with you. And, like, beach people are very different than sort of just, like, I live on the coast people in a major city. Beach people are kind of, like, they're sort of white trash of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of awesome. So, like, I got to Nice, and within five minutes, I was like, there's casinos here. And there's, like, yes. there's like parasailing. And, I'm like, this is a beach town. But if you dig deep in Nice and you go five or six blocks in, there's history in these winding old Eastern, you know, European roads where there's, like, uh, like awesome restaurants and bars. And you walk up a hill and there's a 2,000-year-old cemetery and stuff like that. But Nice... Within five minutes, we went to a supermarket to like get some stuff for our, our apartment. And I saw this guy come in who I was like, within five seconds, I was like, he's homeless or he's just a fucking beach bum. And he walked over the wine section and he reached down and he pulled up this a dollar twenty five bottle or one euro and two fake coins bottle of, <laughs> of uh, rosé, which is just like the shittiest, pinkest yeah. wine you can get. And it's in a plastic bottle that looks glass. Perfect. Yeah. And he walked outside with his fucking huge cartoon toe sticking out of his foot and started chugging it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's easier ways to get fucked up, like vodka, but they don't really drink hard alcohol. Then he went to around a corner with his three friends and sliced a kidney bean. I I saw him go to his three friends, and they were all sitting there, and they're splitting this bottle, and it's great. Because it's like you watch people get fucked up in different countries, and especially a country like France where – they're kind of okay with you getting fucked up. Like if if in America, all four of us took a long ninety minute lunch break and we had two glasses of wine, like three of us might get written up or like talked to afterwards at most jobs in this country. But in France, they're kind of like it's okay because we trust that you respect that. In the same way, we'll give you a pastry with chocolate in it at breakfast and expect that you won't have seven of them like fucking a trash monster and overdo it. Like we give you a little and you can take that and respect those boundaries and leave it there. And that's how our culture is created. Like you can have wine at lunch if you don't turn it into your night. Right. Yeah. But this guy was just like, I got to get drunk off this forever. Cause I love the culture. I'm going to overindulge in it. But instead of getting drunk off of just hard alcohol, he was like, I'm going to buy a $2 bottle of plastic vodka uh, wine every single day, nine o'clock in the morning chug it and fall asleep on the street until like look i look like a golden girl and <laughs> and it's really awesome like it's, it's just like the cultural difference of doing that and then that one day being there we hopped on a train to ventimiglia which is this dumpy little town in italy and like oh. just to just to be able to be like we went to italy for lunch yeah because you can do that there and the thing that shocked me about going to all these different places is that no one ever checked my bag no one ever like ran through my fingernails or checked my hair or my id i didn't walk through a metal detector people were just like you're here now and it got me going like you know i could just if if this was my life i could just pick up and go like i could be italian for a year if i wanted to i could just show up and just be like a year or five years (laughs) ten years yeah i've been italian for many years but i mean if you lived in france and you hated it there you could suddenly just move to italy and no one would ever fucking bother you like and then when I finally got on the plane and came back here, that's when it was like security checkpoints and and drug sniffing dogs and well, pictures of Obama on the wall. You and felt fucking safe though. I guess. 
Well, I also, I mean, like, you didn't have a bunch of people fly planes into the Leaning Tower of Pisa to start all that. Maybe they'd no. fucking straighten it out. Because it was... <laughs> Superman did. Superman 3. Yeah, but I mean, I also feel like that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, but we also didn't really necessarily have that much. I mean, the the <clears throat> the uh, um, metal detectors and shit were put in place after Lockerbie in, yeah. in Scotland when that sure. happened. When- no, but I mean, I, I'm talking about like going to the Canadian border. Going to the, the yeah yeah Mexican our border, border control is way crazier yeah, yeah, yeah. so this I saw this traveling overseas and I'm like I mean I mean fucking when I was in Vietnam Vietnam was fucking weird because they know. they literally have like they have these things that look like uh, the first boss fight in any third person cover shooter there are these bunkers on like every street corner in in Saigon and like they are, are, they, real they, are they are armored fucking they are armored police call boxes basically Jesus. But, and they're just there, and the guys who are in there are wearing these full-on like, like they're wearing like communist uniforms. Like they they look like soldiers. They look like bad dudes from Goldeneye. Like that's that's what it is. It's crazy. And at the same time, I'm going through you know security there um, on domestic flights and stuff, and I start to take my belt off, and like Jen's uncle's like, "Nah, you're cool. Don't worry about it." You know, like just right. I'm like, what fucking happened? You know, right. yeah. Like I, I, I had to, I had to get a uh, change of flight today, and we had a fucking uh, twelve dollar service charge that was just, it was like September eleventh security fee, and I'm like, what if it's, it's been fourteen years. Yeah, that's that's the that's Fuck. what they 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 turn just, that into dog treats for K nine eleven, who's the dog that works at every airport. <laughs> Post nine eleven. Wow, Brad. I don't know where a fucking twelve dollars goes for yeah. nine. I'm sorry, that's fucking stupid. It's so. It's such a. It's just so creepy. Like it's just that that fucking like, like to come no, back to no it. disrespect of anybody who fucking died nine eleven. No, but I don't no, think not they would have died for that. Not you know? at all. But like I, I also feel like it's just it was just so weird to come back to this country and all of a sudden yeah. it was like take a picture of your passport and scan yourself and then check your your bag gets scanned three times after it's already been through security in six different countries. Whoa, you got pineapples in there. Yeah, it's just like this. No, I was in France. Yeah, it's this fat Carvo Columbus looking cop guy, and he's like, hold on a minute. What are these tea leaves? They look like pot stuff. And you're like, shut the fuck. Like, what? Just let me go. And if you want to watch more Carvel Columbus, check out Teen Zone exactly. on YouTube.com slash comedy button. What's yeah, I mean, I, Thursday night on UPM. I honestly, I, like, I barely even dipped into this. I, I will be pulling anecdotes from this trip for the rest of my life. Like, of it, course. Was, it was that wonderful. But like, what, what I really learned from it was uh, the first few days I was like, it's really good to take a, a vacation. And I feel like I don't do that enough. I don't feel yeah. like enough people I know do that enough. I took one my entire time at right? IGN. And it's, it's fucking weird. It's, it, I think the trick, the thing is like I, the Max and I, we both, and all of us really have worked jobs where you travel and you kind of trick yourself into thinking that you are going places, but you're kind of not. Like a lot of people travel for work now, yeah, but they don't actually you're do anything. To, you're going anything. to a different office. You're going to a different, a different office, and your office is always on your phone. But I think <clears> to like <throat> to disconnect is important. But more important than that, it's not really vacation that I needed. It was seeing a place that was completely different. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Like that's that video gamer in me that I've, I've I've been since I was five, which is exploring new worlds and be able to like go to a weird mountain town in Europe and walk up a mountain and walk into some weird cathedral or go into a restaurant and have a 
RPG conversation with a townsman who <laughs> brought me food I didn't Will understand. Will you trade me a hot dog for that ukulele? I need to wake up the windfish. Yeah, like shit like that. It's that like monkeys throwing bombs at me. Do you have monkey poison? It's really important <laughs> to go like see this world and I, I know that like America's fucking amazing. Like we have the best movies and awesome food and co- we invented megan fox and mega man entourage you know fucking boxing i think i don't know no probably not our list our list is kind of shit burritos F- fast and furious no. yeah we got that mostly um, people from other countries we invented we invented modern tourism yeah yeah, that's what we invented. The gun? No. 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 Handgun. No. no. The small gun. So the, like the revolver. The, the moral of all this Football. like go see things, go go to places like if that if that we've been saying this for what 3 years, 4 years on the show now, whether it's the town next over, the state next over or the next country, like get up and go because I feel like I it is incredibly inspiring to just go see how other people are alive. And it's not even for yourself really. It's just to go find something that you've never seen before. Take pictures of it, just take it in enjoy it and just know that there's something out there outside of your own problems or your own stress i would add quickly take pictures of it then put your phone away and yes. enjoy it yes yeah yes. That that's is actually that's a really good thing you said you know traveling and going on vacation is, is a great way because you, yeah. you see new things it also get out of the place where your cell phone gives you coverage and just get off your phone that was incredibly important for me get away like, from your wi-fi it may have seemed like i was on my phone a lot because i put up a lot of pictures but i was on wi-fi for an hour and a half each day little in the morning a little at night in the hotel but the rest of the day was i called at&t i got a meager service plan overseas if i had to pop on cellular to find a good restaurant in a neighborhood i was with because i didn't want to waste a meal in a foreign country at a dump restaurant mm-hmm. um that was the only time i really hopped on cellular or pulling up a map or something like that but for the most part i was not connected to twitter i was not people were complaining about how the witcher 3 was downgraded and i was like i missed this conversation brian how do you feel about the witcher 3 being downgraded while you are in france yeah i mean like that's important it's cool like it's passion people are passionate about that but like who gives a shit like at the same time like shut off like disconnect your cellular it's just put your phone on airplane mode go around take cool pictures put your phone back in your pocket like spend time with cool people if you don't have cool people go by yourself like just fucking travel like go see shit Go get on a train, get in a plane, go. Go like, buy a statue, drop in a deuce. That's right. Go across the world and ti- take tiny little packaged bags of cartoon characters taking shits and bring it back to your best friend. Also send all the other amiibos of this <laughs> characters taking shits that we're missing to the copy. This, uh, this Darth Vader Kaganer literally shits on your entire amiibo collection. Exactly. Literally. Now he's going to take it over to you guys. Um, <laughs> for more adventures and everything like that. You, right. can, you can, uh, I don't know, there's all kinds of places to find us, really. We're all on Twitter. Brian's at Agent Bizzle. Max is at Max Scoville. Mm-hmm. Scott is at Scott underscore Bromley. I'm at Chuff Money, and Ryan is at Rydog. You can also go to Facebook.com slash group slash comedy button, where people like my friend, who just got a job at IGN, post all their life stories for some reason. That's right. And, uh, you know, just to go check out comedybutton.com. We sell merch there. That's where you can also find our movie commentaries. If you're not already a Patreon backer, you should be. New merch coming soon. Uh, new commentaries coming soon. We just did, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, which is happening very quickly. Mm-hmm. We have another movie coming up next month. We're very happy about it. We, we can't reveal that yet. <laughs> yeah. We got to make sure um, everything goes just well. Also, but if just, it does, it's uh, just be a quick aside too. Of cool dog caliber. Apologies to any Patreon backers who were expecting to get their episodes Early, yes, it didn't. That was that was uh, a Patreon, Patreon back end. Can I can I give a really weird shout out here? Yeah. Uh, so a, no. an, an old friend of mine uh, named Kiana hit me up on on Facebook. She was sort of like a 
I don't know, live journal girlfriend, something or other back when I was in high school. She messaged me out of the blue on Facebook and said, I'm sitting in a dive bar in Peru and my friend just asked me if I'd heard of the comedy button. So, uh, shout out to Mike Berland for being in a dive bar in Peru with my friend Kiana. Shout out. And for listening to our fucking show. Yeah. All right. Remember to send your letters in to podcast.comedybutton.com. And just just be a, a world traveler. Yeah. yeah. Try to enjoy your life because eventually you will be skulls under a city. Yes. Uh, Later, dude. Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh. Let's just jump right into it, shall we? Let's yeah. start thanking people. Let's, let's do that. Let's thank uh, Caleb Reagan. Gracias. Christian Ryder. Gracias. Christian Ryder. Christian Ryder. Wow. <laughs> Jack DeVries. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> Congrats. You got money now. Yeah. All right. He gave us three whole dollars. Go Josh. Mega Blocks. Josh Simmons. Thanks. Michael D. Homie. The D stands for dicks. What? Trevor Ellis. Thanks, Trev. Adam Pipes. Whoa! Thank you. Daniel Roos. Aaron Absari. I'm sorry about how he pronounced your name. Joshua Lang. Thanks, Jang. John Foran. Casey Bishop. Colby Palmer. Adam Jimenez. He got He-Man in his name. (laughs) Henning. He-Man is cool. Schlinkman. (laughs) Kevin Arias. Brandon Moore. Joffrey LaRue. King Joffrey. Zayn Syed. Thanks. Super Zayn. Thanks, Syed. Willow. Willow. What? Willow? Out of the way. That little man with the stick that does the magics. Willow. Brandon Caldwell. Thanks, Edgar buddy. Moreno. You're awesome. Alexander Tone-Ides. Tone-Loke. Tony right. Tartaranga. Kyle Thomas. You fucking cool guy. Felicio Bilbaducci. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Baggett. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Baggett. He's a good guy. Billy McEndry. Jay Jer- Iron Man. <laughs> Jared Zitter- Zitterstige. Zitterdun. Tony Stark. Montana Jaro. Thor. Jorge Cruz Alvarez. Miss Marvel. Sabrina Suplexos. And Grant Lone. <laughs> Grant Lone? Really? Are you fucking kidding I think you, me? I think you read the the banner. No. <laughs> Federal funded. <laughs> the Comedy Button is executive produced by Don Grote, Kelly, Kyle Leyland, Gorkum Gudik, Jamie Gordon, Jamie Gagnon, Dale Mukahey, Michael Taylor, Gabriel Alejandro Nino, Keith Push, Adam Bond, Brent Allen, David Hay, Luke Dornbush, Mandy's Wrath, and Curtis Huska!